Is busyness putting you on the path to burnout? As Henry David Thoreau said, it's not enough to be busy, so are the ants. The question is, what are we busy about? Stay tuned. Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. Welcome back to another short and hopefully very relevant episode of CEO on the Go. First, thanks to all of you who've shared such positive feedback about my previous episode on what to do when you lose patience. It's so easy to do with the pace of change and the amount of stress that we're feeling. You know, we're all experiencing some form of impatience. So increasing your awareness about how you react and the potential impact on other people is so critical to your leadership effectiveness. Today, I'm covering a topic that's sort of related to impatience. It's about busyness. And I think, you know, one of the reasons we tend to lose patience is because we are so busy. That's just fuel for impatience. You know, it's frustrating to be so busy during the day and then wonder what you've really accomplished, right? We really need to think about what we're so busy about. What are we so busy about? To me, that's the ultimate leadership question. And it's a great question to ask yourself or that I can ask you. If I were sitting across the table from you and I asked you, what are you busy about? What would you say? Do you have a big mission that you're working toward or something that you're excited to work on or something that you're feeling pressured to do? Or maybe, you know, you're thinking you've got to grow your business or meet a deadline. And, you know, I'm thinking an even better question might be, why are you so busy? Some psychologists would argue that busyness keeps you safe, that it's a coping mechanism to avoid dealing with your real feelings or emotions. And I think there's probably some truth to that. But in other cases, it might be that you really do have too much on your plate. Your role has grown, or you think you just don't have the means or the resources that you need to delegate. As CEO, you're expected to be busy, right? Can you imagine a CEO saying that they're really not all that busy? You know, I had the fortunate opportunity to interview a CEO who stated that her name is Hani Gluck, and she's running a very successful global business. That was episode number 101. And of course, busyness is all relative. One person can say that they've been so busy on a given day, while another person doing the same volume of work says, well, it's just a typical day. Kind of reminds me of when I moved from Atlanta, Georgia to Birmingham, Alabama, a smaller city. I heard people in Birmingham talk about how busy the traffic was. And I was thinking to myself, really? It seemed kind of normal or even light compared to what I was used to. At work, some people have been in back-to-back meetings, and that's their form of busyness. Anyone in the nursing field will tell you how busy their work is, not to mention, you know, especially challenging and exhausting. I'm guessing there are a lot of people in the travel industry that would say how busy they are, you know, now that travel has picked up. There are other people who would say, you know, that they're having a busy day when they just have two or three phone calls, when they're used to having a lot of space and flexibility in their regular day. 
Someone else might say that they're very busy when they're scrolling through social media all day. That's their busy work. And there's no judgment here. It doesn't matter. The purpose of this episode is not to define busyness, but to challenge you to think about your own idea of busyness, or more importantly, how you're experiencing it and uh, determining if it's to your detriment. (laughs) You know, in the current issue of Harvard Business Review, there's an article called Beware a Culture of Busyness by Adam Waits. He talks about the downside of busyness from an organizational perspective, you know, employee turnover, reduced engagement, absenteeism, um, impaired health. He states activity is not achievement. He also mentioned something that I observe as well when I ask people how they're doing. When I say, how are you doing? A common answer is busy or really busy. <laughs> and so being busy is equated with goodness. You know, it's it's like the kind of this badge of honor in a way. The author of the article also referenced a famous experiment um, that involved participants in a, a lab room where they had to simply be still with their own thoughts. And in that experiment, they found that 67% of men and 25% of women actually chose to press a button to electrically shock themselves rather than just sit still with their own thoughts in that room. And beforehand, the participants in the study said that they would pay money to avoid electric shock. But once they were left alone, they just couldn't take it. So um, that just says a lot about people's inability to tolerate that kind of inactivity. People have a hard time being idle. If you happen to be around any people while you're listening to this episode, just look around you wherever you are now. I'm guessing you see a lot of people just looking at their phones. How can you break out of busyness? The Harvard Business Review article includes ideas on what you can do from an organizational perspective, you know, like rewarding output, not just activity, Um, assessing the value of the work being done, you know, really looking at high value versus low value work. And also another idea is forcing people off the clock. So I wanted to cover more of what I think you can do on a personal level, because if you yourself are so busy and think that you're on the path to burnout, that's not a good thing that needs to shift. So three things that you can do. One is to determine how to break your pattern. Now, I'm not a psychologist, but what I do know is that much of our behavior is based on how we've been programmed. A lot of us, myself included, have been conditioned to be busy. You know, I keep reflecting on my corporate uh, work that I used to do kind of eight to five. There was an expectation that we be physically there during those hours, you know, or worse, there's the expectation that you should create the appearance or the perception that you're busy. So this is a pattern that requires some kind of interruption. See if you can identify the real need or the emotion that's keeping you so busy stuck in that pattern. Is it the need to prove, to be accepted, to be rewarded or to fit in something like that? Your first goal is to figure out how to break that pattern. It's simply a pattern, not a reflection of you. Number two, you might consider building in more space in your day or your week or your month. I look forward to going to Sedona soon. It's an intentional timeout for me. You know, there's some vacations that you can go on that create even more busyness and that don't necessarily uh, equate with, you know, feeling rejuvenated. You come back more exhausted. So build in time where you don't have to think. Let your mind go. Maybe go on some long walks. I I like to suggest that a lot to people. See what thoughts naturally emerge when you're not actively engaged in your usual activities. Find or create more space in your life and your work in some way. And number three, 
go deep. Find time to do the deep work. You know, it seems like we have such little time to really work on anything independently, to, to allow our thoughts to process in a different way or to do the, the deep work, as Cal Newport talks about in his book, Deep Work. Um, as a practical tip, look at your calendar right now. What is busy work versus meaningful or impactful work? Make some adjustments that you need to get yourself out of the meetings that you don't really need to be involved in. Block time for what's most important, even if it's just strategic thinking or creative thinking time. You know, we're not here to fill our calendars full every day. We're here to live fulfilling lives. Like anything else, you can't just go through the motions of doing something differently if you don't believe deep down that it's a good thing to do. So you've got to buy into the idea that being less busy is actually a good thing. It kind of flies in the face of what we've been taught or programmed. So going back to my opening question, what are you busy about? It's just a great question to pose as a challenge to your team as well. Make sure that they're working on projects or activities or tasks that are supporting what's most important to the organization. You can test for that alignment. You know, it's very easy to get lost in the work or for individual team members not to have sense of the big picture. And that's where you come in to help connect those dots. And when you hear people say that they're so busy, try some of these variations of questions in your response to them. You can say, well, what's keeping you busy that you're most excited about? Or what are you busy working on that's especially challenging? What's keeping you busy that you might need some help with? And here's a good question to ask if you see someone who's really just knocking themselves out, what do you expect to happen if you continue working in this way? You know, they could be on the path to burnout. Ask them what they might be able to do differently. Let them know that you notice that, that you're not necessarily rewarding them for that. Throughout most of this episode, we've been talking about the busyness of activity at work. And that's a real issue that weighs heavily on a lot of people. But I'd be remiss not to mention the busyness in people's minds, probably your own. And I encourage you to become more conscious of the noise in your mind and to find ways to release it. I've already done another episode on that fairly recently. Um, for those of you who might feel like you're obsessing over something or replaying events in your own mind, um, this had to do with an episode on how to stop ruminating. It was episode number 135. So become more aware of how you're filling your mind, what you're taking in, who you're talking to, who you're allowing to be around you. And if you're in an especially difficult or toxic situation, it's hard to get your thoughts to stop processing. You're still trying to find a solution, but just remember you're not your thoughts. And be careful when you answer the question, how are you with I'm busy? You are not busy. That's not your name. Don't let that be your identity. Instead, say something like, I'm great. Things have been busy. It's a subtle language shift. Don't they train salespeople to talk like that anyway, to say, I'm doing great, or I'm awesome, regardless of what's going on, to help set a positive tone? Um, it sounds like a good approach, but if it's not congruent, I'm guessing people will pick up on that. That's a whole other sidebar issue. But for today, think about your own level of busyness. What's really driving it? It may not be driven by external forces or expectations. You may be programmed to be busy regardless because of your own beliefs and internal programming. Instead of trying to reduce the busyness, get clarity on what you really want to do and how you want to work. I love being busy on projects or tasks that I enjoy that I think make a positive impact, work that feels like it's in the flow for me, like this podcast 
as an example. It does keep me busy and challenged and growing in a good way. I don't see busyness as necessarily a bad thing, unless, of course, you do feel like you're burning out. So what does your ideal busyness look like? And I'm not talking about number of hours worked. What would you be working on? When will you start? I hope it's soon. If you do feel like your busyness is putting you on the path to burnout, I hope you'll put yourself first and do what you really need to do to care for yourself. You always have choice. Perhaps you can see the situation differently. You know, I like to reframe things. So instead of being on the path to burnout, maybe you're on the path to the breakthrough that you really need. I'd like to believe that. Thanks for listening today. I hope you have a great rest of the week being busy to the extent that you want to be and doing the work that matters to you. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.